Hello, so this is my third attempt <laughs> at trying to record a new episode for Bedtime Stories. Um, first, I started recording on Anchor, which is the uh, the platform I use to like upload and distribute the episodes. Um, and I got five minutes in, and the, it was like an automatic cutoff. So uh, then I tried doing the voice memo on my Mac, and for some reason it sounded wildly different to... Uh, wildly different to the audio levels that I was getting with Anchor. So now I am on my phone. Uh, I used to do it by microphone uh, back when I lived at home with my parents. But uh, it was my younger brother's microphone, my producer. Um, so I've just left that there. And probably in the future I'll get a, a new microphone for myself. But we'll see. Um, we're just recording in my living room at the moment. Probably hear my fridge buzzing in the background. Might be a bit echoey, so I apologise if it's too loud or too bouncy or whatever. But, yeah, this is an amateur podcast, which is something I'm beginning to come to terms with. I think, like, the the reason I stopped doing it back in February um, was probably because... I expected too much, like, I, the podcasts I watch are obviously, like, huge, successful podcasts, um, of, like, famous comedians and personalities, people who have, like, a big following that's already, like, built in because they're already an established person, pardon me, I'm a little sick, but yeah, they're, they'd be an established person like Joe Rogan and, you know, obviously I was only eight episodes in, um, so I shouldn't have been expecting much, but, like, I just have a problem with procrastination and, like, the little voice in my head always asking me, like, why, why are you doing this? Why don't you just chill? Like, <laughs> that's pretty much the question that my brain sends to me, sends to itself every time I try, like, sort of try and do something, um, productive. So, yeah, why don't you just chill out, though? Because you can do that. But um, I'm going to give another shot. I'm going to lower my expectations. It was actually kind of cool because I looked at the... When I was thinking about starting up again, I looked at the analytics on Anchor, like, who had been listening. I didn't, I didn't expect, like, more than 20 people. Um, like, 20 was the max. I don't remember. There was, there was maybe roughly, like, around that per episode. And then I looked at the demographics and it was like the majority of my listeners were overseas I think most of them were in the US which is cool like I thought in my head it was just like my friends listening I didn't think there would be like one person from like Turkey or something that listened and another person from Germany or something like that so that was kind of cool just to know that some stranger was like oh why don't I, I don't know I'll just listen to this see what this is all about um, so that's kind of cool. Even if, like, one person in Germany is listening, that's... I don't know. I'd, g'day. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> German dude. Um, so it's been eight months since the last episode. Um, a lot has happened, <laughs> obviously. Like, you, and you would have thought that with COVID I would have, um, 
like been more free to to do the do more uh of the show which I definitely was but I'm just lazy um yeah it's a big problem of mine I have a lot of ideas that I'd like to come to fruition but uh I think I need to train myself to ignore the um to ignore the voice that just says uh like you're probably not good enough like that that's that's what it says like you're not good enough you're not these uh successful people why even try so that that would that voice was definitely present when i like stopped doing the podcast um it's hard it's hard to beat that voice i've got a couple i've got like two or three videos saved in my youtube watch later that um have like celebrity they're like little five minute videos of like celebrities and interviews talking about that voice and how to like overcome it um that I like revisit every now and then sort of trying to push myself out of the no working zone um hopefully I'll get there but I'm still working on it because it's I'd still find it very hard to be more uh, proactive and use my free time to do the things that I always tell myself I want to do instead of, uh, you know, watching Netflix over and over. Um, so I moved out <laughs> on, a, on a lighter note. I'm living in my own place with the lady now. And me and the lady made a nice, nice little place. It's um, it's nice to have our own space, like even if it's not huge. It's the first home. Oh, the fridge shut up. That's cool. Um, but it's it's fun to like finally have all the little trinkets and doodads and you know the, all the stuff that uh, you'd have in the top of your wardrobe and uh, under your bed, like out on display. Like finally have to have room for everything, rather than just having to cram it into a bedroom. And it's fun, like, building a home with someone, really. Like, just buying furniture that sort of doesn't match. Although we've done a pretty good job with that, but, like, I don't know, we bought this fucking ridiculous... We're at Ikea. We bought this ridiculous lamp that it just looks like a... I don't know, it looks like a light bulb. Nikola Tesla. It's a giant <laughs> fucking light bulb on a big golden rod with a massive, like fancy coil in the middle and we're like that just that looks cool it might not go with everything else but it just looks cool the very like mishmash of uh styles and everything we've got these cool persian rugs for cheap that are really comfy um yeah it's been fun we moved in uh, i think three weeks ago today three or four weeks ago we're still unpacking a lot of fucking clothes between the two of us, most of which neither of us ever wear. We sort of just buy. I know I've had lately had a problem of buying items of clothing that I think are cool, but then I'll wear once and be like, all right, that was fun. <laughs> kind of how, I don't know. It's 
kind of like buying a, buying like 10 passes to paintball and then going once and being like, yeah, that that was fun. I'm not going to do that um, very often though. <laughs> like my summer onesie, which is, a, as you can imagine, a onesie with... Uh, but it's a t-shirt and shorts instead of like with sleeves and trousers and it's a bright yellow with little with dash hounds on surfboards all over it and I've worn worn that once so hopefully when summer summer's rolling back in now so I might might break it out again and I have a matching bucket hat with it which is pretty cool uh what else what else Worst thing a comedian can say, apparently. Like, when you're starting out, it's good if you're, like, an established comedian, but if you're, like, starting out and you're like, what else, what else? It's boring. Especially if you're an open micer. People already expect the worst from you and you just confirm their fears. This coming from somebody who's yet to try stand-up comedy, who almost tried it last year. I wonder if I'm talked about that before I was thinking of trying stand-up comedy and I was like getting really into the idea writing material like having fun I still write material sometimes just like really having fun with it and you know envisioning like reading it over and over envisioning myself saying it on stage and being like and making people laugh and I was like that seems like that could be a lot of fun and I signed up for it and I you got a call at a certain time on a certain day to try and get a spot. Um, and my first week calling, because, like, there's so many, there's hundreds of people trying to get these spots, and there's probably, like, 50 um, in this, 50 to 60 in the, in Brisbane in a week. And um, I got one the first time I called. Like, the, the I had to ring a few times, but I got through. Um, and then the day before it was supposed to happen, like, I was, like, I'd already had butterflies in my stomach, and the day before it was supposed to happen, get a text saying, not enough people um, confirmed, because you got a text back, like, within, they messaged you, like, three days before the the show, and they, like, just send back yes, if you're still gonna come to the spot, and I got a I got a text saying not enough people confirmed, so they cancelled the show. And then that, that, I'm so easily disheartened. I was like, well, you know, maybe this is a sign. I'm not supposed to do this. And then I just never, you know. Actually, no, I did for the next two or three weeks. I called and I couldn't get a spot. And I got into a mild argument with a booker. Um not an argument, he he misunderstood something I said, but it sounded like he was fucking looking for it. He sounded mad off the bat. I was like, hi, I'm calling up for to see if there's any spots available. He's like, no, we haven't got any, mate. I'm like, okay, why are you mad at me? Um, and then I said, that's unfortunate. And he said, hang on a second. I get put on hold. I get transferred to another line. He's like, did you just say that's fucking bullshit? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I said, that's unfortunate. He's like, oh, because I was about to say, you, you're going to be fucking banned, mate. I'm like, well, you don't know my name, <laughs> first of all. 
And second of all, no, I didn't say that, dude. And third of all, for fucking somebody organising comedy, you have got a short temper. No sense of humour. What if I did say that's some bullshit? Is that too uh too raunchy for you, buddy? But then hopefully I'll get back out there. <laughs> if he doesn't listen to this fucking podcast and get offended all over again. Um Yeah. That there's that the podcast and trying to write a script is like they're the three things that I really want to do, but I just Ugh, that voice, man, just stops me. But I think I can do it. I started on the script, and it's the first script I've ever written, and I'm like, I'm only like 50% sure I know how to write one correctly because there's all these like sort of uh, sections you have to have the 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 words in, like the... The the way you format the the script is it's confusing. I I did my best to get a grapple on it when I went to uni, but I still couldn't quite understand it because it's like the scene heading and then the location and then the the fucking the text that says like what's happening in this and who's in the scene and then there's the character and their dialogue and the character and their dialogue. And that bit's easy to get down, uh, but yeah, I just. But then maybe I should just fucking write it, <laughs> you know? Maybe I should just be like, oh, I don't... Whatever, if it's wrong, I just want to get this story out. Like, all the words I want to say are there. Maybe I didn't put them in the right spots and the right position on the fucking page. But this is a story. I think that... Uh, I think I need to do that. I think that's something that... Make me happy. I'm I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying... I said... I don't know if I said on this recording, but on one of the other recordings, doing this podcast is like self-therapy because, I mean, I don't have any major issues, but, like, this lack of um, motivation to be creative, despite mentally um, bringing forth so many, like, ideas that excite me, that is a that's a big issue of mine, but this is like self therapy because I have to like uh my brain has to talk to my mouth and be like, "All right, this is what we're gonna say um hopefully it's appropriate <sighs> What else has happened? Let's have a look at let's take a look at some movie news and stuff. See if there's any, a lot of fucking oh a lot of Batman stuff happened in the last few months. Obviously, the biggest one was that Batman trailer that came out, which was fucking sick. I loved it. Oh, I've, I've watched it so many times. I almost want to watch it again now. Looks great. I cannot wait. I hope everything's back to normal and we can go back to movie theaters sometime soon. It's funny, like people, everyone's like twenty twenty one will be okay. Like, we'll get to... Everyone thinks once we get to 2021, COVID is just going to disappear, but it's the likelihood is not a high. <laughs> the diseases don't pay attention to the fucking calendar year. But 
uh, hopefully we're back in movie theaters and we can see that movie next Halloween, which is when it comes out. October 2021. Looks so good. That scene where he just beats the fuck out of that one guy. Whew. I was like, yes. <laughs> I think it was at like 2 a.m. that I watched it. I was waiting for it. And I cheered. Probably woke, woke up stealing. I bought a lot of Batman comics um, lately in in the first phase of my like COVID shopping was clothing and then this and then it took a break for a while. I was like, I'm spending too much money on clothes I'm not wearing because I'm not going anywhere. And then it's now, well, because I'm not going anywhere and I've always wanted to collect comics, but there's never been the, like I don't live in a metropolitan area really like it's a it's probably the busiest thing outside of a city busiest type of community the sunshine coast but um there's no comic book stores here or if there are like bookstores sell comic books but they just sell like odds and ends the ones that sell like the big titles the interesting looking ones that don't sell like series and I'm like I need to I really want to get into comics but it's so hard to know where to start like the, the batman is has been around for 80 years in comic book form and that's a book a week a book a month sometimes a book a week across multiple titles for 80 years it's hundreds of it's thousands pretty sure it's up to a thousand um of comic books and so you kind of got to pick and choose what you want to read. So what I've done is I ended up getting the Scott Snyder run. Scott Snyder is the author of the book. And his run, he wrote on Batman from 2011 till around 2016, I think. Um, and his is like the the new 52 is his comic book book era so it's the the when dc decided they needed to reboot all their characters back in 2011 and they did it with uh, the flashpoint paradox comic book and then it, it sort of like started comics all over again so like they had to retell the origin stories and everything sort of to bring in a new audience which is good um a lot of comic book readers from who reading before that happened I, from what I understand uh, like weren't happy about it because they've done it again and they're probably going to keep doing it every five years or so but it's good like it's it's very daunting to look at uh, to look at the 80 year history of Batman and be like okay I guess I'll start at issue number one and it's not just that he's in like obviously crossovers with Superman, the rest of the Justice League, and I've got a lot of comic books over there, and it's not even. It's barely scratched the surface. It's like. So I've got the Scott Snyder run, so basically like five, years worth of Batman books, but that's just the the Batman title. There's also the Detective Comics title, which I didn't even touch. And then I'm pretty sure there's Batman Incorporated and other fucking Batman. And then there's the whole Bat family outside of that. And all these spanning not as lo- not 80 years, but like, 
you know, they've been these characters have been around for a long time, and that's just the Bat Family, and then you extend it to the Justice League, and then you spin off all their those characters and all their universes, and then there's the outlying characters, which there are way more of than the. What is that noise? Oh, it's a child crying. Jesus Christ, that was the weirdest noise. <laughs> Um, but then there's that, yeah, so you just, you've got a lot of comic books to read, so at this point, and especially as someone who mostly watches film and television, like, it's rare that I crack open a book anymore, although lately, since I've got these comics, I have been, um, but it's a daunting task, so, anyway, I've got that Scott Snyder run, the full, like, set, volumes 1 to 10, with the event series, like Night of the Owls and uh, Death of the Family and Endgame. Uh, the Joker Endgame, not Avengers Endgame. And then I went and looked up, like, because for, I don't know for all characters, but for Batman at the very least, and I'm sure a lot of others, there's a sort of agreed-upon history of the character because there's so many different iterations of the his origin and, like, uh, he's fought the same enemies so many times, like which is the quintessential, you know, Bane story, which is the quintessential, quintessential Raj al Ghul story. So I went and looked up like um, the canon of Batman, which is basically what most fans agree is like the linear story of Batman. So like it starts with obviously Batman... The book is Batman Year One by Frank Miller. It's his first year as Batman. A lot of what Batman Begins was based on, um, like, parents killed in Crime Alley and then he disappears and he comes back as with all these new abilities and trying to clean up the city, rah, rah, rah. And then moves into the Joker's first book and then, like, Long Halloween and Dark Victory and Arkham Asylum and the Death in the Family and, like... Just all these, like, big, um, big, uh, you know, Batman stories that you may have heard about before. Um, and I'm slowly collecting those ones. I've got, the moment I've got Year One, The Man Who Laughs, Haunted Night, Long Halloween's on the way, Dark Victory, Arkham Asylum's on the way, uh, Death in the Family... And I've got Dark Knight Returns, which is old Batman. It's um, what Batman v Superman was loosely based on. Uh, yeah, so I'm reading that at the moment, which is a lot of fun. I'm up to the Death of the Family, big uh, Joker Death of the Family crossover book. Um, they're exciting. The Night of the Owls one was really good. That would make for a fucking awesome Batman movie, for sure. They did Court of Owls. There's some stuff you'd have to trim out, but all the stuff with Mr. Freeze in it was great. Um, and, yeah, just, like, showing the history of Gotham. Very good. Uh, Love that. And I've heard Endgame is even... Mm, not, maybe not even better, but I've heard that's, like, a really good one. I'm, I'm excited to find some new stories for... Batman. I mean, there's only, I think there's seven 
main Batman movies, and then there's two others. So you got Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, and then you go Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises, and then he... So there he's seven movies, and then he's in Batman v Superman, and he's in Justice League. And he's in Suicide Squad for a little bit, but that's a cameo. And then, obviously, you've got the Batman uh, TV show from the 60s, but that's kind of, you know, it was more of a fun, funny take on the on the Batman. Um, and then there's the animated series, which have, tell a lot of good stories, but I'm just excited to learn more about, like, what he's done. <laughs> talking, talking about him like he's a fucking dead president or something. Um... It's it's good. It's 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 fun to dive deeper into the Dark Knight. Um, I'm thinking of doing uh, audio commentary tracks for movies. Um, the idea being to like take a day or an afternoon that I'm like not working, sit down, watch a movie, um, take notes, then watch it again on mute and record myself talking about it. Um, because I've li- I listen to a lot of, I find myself listening to a lot of audio commentaries for movies, and I like watching, um, not all but like a lot of them. Um, the Get Out one's really good. Um, but I've even found myself listening to them when I'm not watching the movie. Like if it's in a podcast form and I've got a long drive, I'll listen to the, the commentary of a movie I know fairly well. Like I'll be like, oh, okay, they're at this part, and they're at this part. Um, but it'd just be fun to, you know, get a little blazed, sit down, talk about Iron Man or something. That'd be fun to do. I think I might start with, like, singular movies, um, you know, movies that I'm part of a franchise. I can just sit down, like, analyse this one movie, not think about the ramifications and the grand scope of the greater cinematic universe. Just sit sit down, analyse this one movie as sort of, a starting point, and then hopefully eventually get to the MCU. Because um, God knows it's going to be a long fucking time before we see Black Widow. They're saying it's going to be in May of next year now, which is a full year like away from when it was originally supposed to be released. So we'll see. At least we'll see what the TV shows, but... Because they can bring them out on Disney Plus, but they need that theater money for the movies, which I understand. Hey, we're nearing thirty minutes, and I think I'll leave it at thirty. Um, I don't know how I used to do full hours because, holy crap, this has been the longest half an hour. But <laughs> uh, I mean, there's still a lot of stuff I haven't talked about from. Not just, not stuff that happened to me in the last eight months, but just, you know, fucking shows I've watched that have had interesting developments. It's interesting to see, um, because right around now, all these shows are coming out that, like, wrapped filming right before, uh, COVID happened. So, like, they were sort of unaware of what was happening, and it's funny to watch a show set in 2020, uh, that doesn't know about 2020, um, which is funny. But it's it's interesting, and we're like about to get a whole batch of shows that 
address it. Like, this is us, uh, season five, which starts next month, is gonna, they're gonna be, like, in real time. And I guess if you've got a show that's a drama or, like, a, uh, something that's pretty well-rooted in, like, today, like, the this year, and it's evident that it's that year because they, they reference stuff that has, happens in that year, then you've got to include it in your show. Um, Steely and I just finished watching, re-watching How I Met Your Mother again, and... Um, in the last few episodes, like, it jumps through time a lot forward to when, to 2030, when Ted's telling Penny and Luke about, uh, how he met Tracy. Um, and it goes to 20, uh, like, a scene from 2020, <laughs> and they just, he's just walking around the, the streets of New York with his daughter, and he bumps into Robin, and I'm like, ah, mm, I don't know how realistic this is, maybe if it was in February or January, <laughs> but... Um, because I'm so clever. I'm the only person who thinks of that joke. Not. Borat 2 is coming out, which is weird. It's weird to think I'm going to have to rewatch Borat again. <laughs> to get caught up on the Borat lore. But Borat 2 on Amazon Prime in like a week or two. Just out of, the, out of nowhere. I hope it's good. God, it's good. What if it's all? It's probably not going to be very good. But it's not like I'm the biggest Borat fan in the world. It's fine. It's funny, but it's fine. Alrighty. Well, I think I'll leave it there. I'm scrolling through, like, uh, news, movie news sites. And there's a lot I, I can talk about. But to be honest, I've, I'm feeling a little stretched thin and it's been a while, um, so I need to. I needed to warm up. But thank you for listening um, to the return episode of Bedtime Stories. I'm hoping that I can overcome that inner bitch and just keep doing this because it's really not that hard to find half an hour where I can stow myself away or where Steely's at work, and I can just do this. So, thank you very much. Hello to the German dude, if you're still listening. Even You probably weren't even in Germany, but there's, there's some European country. If you're listening from Europe, I was supposed to be there right about now. But COVID. Anyway, thank you. Hopefully I'll be back. I love you for listening. I really do. Goodbye.